and welcome back to Keeping Up with the Chaldeans. We're here with Sina Hermes, and uh, she's brought her beautiful book here. Uh, today's episode is uh, brought uh, able. Today's episode <laughs> is made possible uh, by the generosity of God. Yes. Right. Yes. Amen. Amen, Amen is right. Well, thanks for uh, joining us, Zena. Um, we're going to talk a little bit. Oh, yeah, very welcome. Uh, of course, Junior Benu's here. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, about your book, your uh, situation, if that's what we want to call it. Do we call it a situation? Definitely. Your accident? Definitely. Okay, so why don't you introduce yourself and get into uh, whatever you want to start off with. Sure. I'm an author, speaker, and teacher. While trying to cross the street on my way to school at 16 years old, I was hit by a car. Mm -hmm. The bus that came to pick me up had already passed. It was a dark and rainy morning. Oh, I was boy. trying to reach a friend's bus stop because his came a little later. Mm -hmm. My spine not only shifted but broke at the mid-thoracic level. I had internal bleeding, a broken left femur, broken tibias and fibias in both legs. How fast was this car going? Around 45 to 50 miles per oh, hour, geez. she was speeding. And initially, they took me to Botsford Hospital in Farmington Hills, Michigan. Mm -hmm. But Botsford is a level two trauma hospital, so yeah. they said if you, you know, if she stays here, we won't be able to save her. They didn't have the technology to save me, so I had to be flown via survival life flight to the University of Michigan Mott mm -hmm. Children's Hospital. Mm -hmm. And that was where I met Mary Kay, my survival life flight nurse. Oh, and wow. she just kept gently rubbing my shoulder and was saying, Oh, Zena, you know, hold on, hold on. We're taking you to U of M. You know, they'll take really good care of you there. Mm -hmm. I was in and out of consciousness. I couldn't move, see, or talk. From the pain? From the impact, the pain, all of the above. Because it, you didn't have head injuries, right? I did have a mild head injury. Okay. Wow. And I was in shock. Yeah, That's of course. Yeah, and yeah. I was, you know, fading in and out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember just seeing black. I actually felt my body rise in the helicopter, but I remember being more afraid of the heights than of my injuries <laughs> oh my because I had never <laughs> flown. Sure. But because Mary Kay was so comforting, I held on to her voice. It's mm -hmm. like I felt the presence of the Lord there. Mm, that's beautiful. And I just kept thinking, hold on. Yeah. You know, when I got to U of M, I went into an immediate 12 hours of emergency surgery. Right. Where was everyone? Where was your family? This just point? following me, you yeah. know, follow me to Botsford and follow me to Mott Children's and just praying and calling everyone and getting together. Um, I was in the pediatric intensive care unit for a month. I and was... you were the baby of the family, right? Yeah. Wow. That makes it more impactful. Yeah. So it's, it's more impacting just because of that. Like, yeah. It's crazy. I'm not to take away from other siblings, but it just seems like, it's like the older gets this and the youngest gets this. The middle usually doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It gets, but makes a difference. What you were in there, so you were in there for twelve hours worth of, worth of surgery mm -hmm. at this time, and as you were going through the surgery, everybody's out here praying and everything for you. Before you even went in, the question always comes up. Did you realize at 16 what what was what, going just, on? Yeah. Yep. Like what, did did you know, the, fight, just, the fight that was ahead of you? 
I didn't realize until I came off all the medicine. Now, I was still on a lot of medicine because mm-hmm, I was in sure. the hospital for a total of three months. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was in the PICU for a month. I was on a ventilator for two weeks. Wow. I had tubes in both sides of my nose. I couldn't have more than ice chips in a styrofoam cup. Yep. Eventually, they transferred me upstairs to the pediatric medicine and rehabilitation unit. I was more aware, of course, at that time. Yeah, but it sure. did take me a while to figure out what was going on. When my friends came to visit me, I was like surprised they were all going to school because the world had stopped because mine had stopped. So I had to come back to reality. Mm -hmm. And upstairs, that was when I started practicing how to walk again. I wore something called KFOs, which is, it stands for knee to foot orthosis, Mm -hmm. but mine came up to my chest because they had a heavy back brace attached to them to stabilize my spine. Yep. So what was the early prognosis? Well, I was told I would never walk again by right. a select few, not my surgeons. My surgeons were amazing. That you okay. know, Dr. Polly, Dr. Geiger, Dr. Farley, they saved my life. And they told my dad, we saved your daughter. So they were never negative, but there were some other doctors, you know, that would do their rounds and stop by and they try to urge my family to tell me that I'd never walk again. That They what? They yeah. came around and tried to they, shatter They tried your to pressure my family. Hope. There were, and I don't know if it was only. It might have been some nurses, but they really wanted me to know, like this is the rest of your life. You're going to be paralyzed. You're going to be in a wheelchair. And it took a while um, for the news to come to me, because mm-hmm. of course, who would want to tell anyone that? Right. Of course. And well, especially when it's not true. Yeah, fortunately, <laughs> right. I am able to walk. Not yeah. like I was before. Right. I'm, I'm down to AFOs, which are an ankle foot orthosis. Mm-hmm. So they basically support my ankles when I walk. And okay. I have to use, like, lightweight crutches. They're the kinds with the rings around the mm-hmm. arm. Or a walker. So I can walk. But, yeah, they tried to shatter my dreams. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. It's wild what... Um, the aftermath of these severe severe accidents that trauma that are full of trauma like that, it's it's not just like you're going through your own rebuild process at that time, but you look mainly for support that you want at that time. You need it. It's not it's not an option. It's 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 a need at that point in time. Um, you you have obviously Chaldeans do have a strong support system. As, as a whole, you know. So as you're hearing it from this side, I'm hoping somebody was maybe chin-checking somebody that was saying the opposite mm-hmm. with a nice little punch to the chin every time they made some stupid comment like that. But what pulled you through it to get you so that you understood, I'm Xena, I don't care what the world is saying right now, I'm gonna fight, because you have to find that in yourself, right? And what brought you to that point to say, you know what, I'm fighting. Three months is three months of your time, so you know, you're laying in bed. What? Where were you consciously, like, where was your mind fame at that time, and, and how did you get out back into the world from that point? It was my faith in God. I had a feeling he told me, you know, through through whispers in my heart, I would call them. He told me that I would recover and walk, so... I knew I would, but I knew I had a long road ahead of me. Mm -hmm. I knew Mm -hmm. that it wasn't going to be easy. And, you know, I would write in the hospital with the covers pulled up 
to my head with a flashlight in one hand mm -hmm. and a pencil and pad in the other with mm -hmm. Counting Crows, 10,000 Maniacs playing in the background. I'd write letters addressed to God every night. Oh, wow. And if you guys don't mind, I'd no. like to read. This is, this is your platform. Thank Please you. Do. This is one journal entry that I wrote so you can see mm -hmm. where I was. Dear God, I believe you are with me, listening to me and answering my prayers. I feel lucky I have you here. That's because I've opened my heart and I'm trying to more every day. I don't know how I got so lucky because before this accident, I didn't know how you worked. I was insecure because I didn't know who I was. But now it's like I have found myself. I know who I am, what I want, where I am going, and I'm sure of myself. I'm a different person. I know that I used to ask you to help me be a better person every night, and I believe my prayers were answered. I don't know, but no matter what, I'm thankful. How did I get lucky for you to save me and help me see clearly? I know it came from you. There's a reason for this accident. I want to do something out of this world, like help sick people when I get older. I want to be a doctor. I believe I have a mission here. So that was one journal entry. And this is a 16-year-old. This is 16-year-old you. Wow, that's amazing. That's crazy. Because before the accident, I would regularly pray for understanding. I'd say, God, you know, I know you exist. I feel your presence. But I want to know you. I want to understand you better. You know, my surroundings had me confused. I really wanted to know God on a deeper level. Sure. And I'd regularly pray for that, and then the accident happened. So ironically, through the love from the doctors and my surgeons and mm -hmm. nurses that were fighting for my life, mm -hmm. I witnessed to the love of Christ. That's the biggest thing that I've understood. Before, I wasn't someone, and I mean, when I went to Catholic schools and all that in my life, but to understand something that a priest said after, like in our situations or any situations, God doesn't enjoy our pain. God's not here to inflict pain. That's not, I understood that. That's not what he does. He inflicts testing. He inflicts the ability to overcome and be his soldier so that you can show the other other ones yeah. what it's like. So it, it's crazy because it, do you feel that like that was kind of like your answer? Like as he said, like you're asking, you're asking, and he may have said, here, I'm handing you the purpose of you for the, for the life that you're going to lead to be able to be an example to, for people to understand. Did you look at it as that also after because you became closer to God to say, he's given me a huge test and I'm going to beat this test? Do you ever look at it that Absolutely. way? Absolutely. It's like that that Bible verse that says, you know, we use our sufferings for the glory of God. You know, when they said to the man who, I think he was blind, you know, why why is he blind? Is mm -hmm. it because of the sins of his parents? He had some infirmity. I can't remember exactly sure. what. And they said, no, it's so the glory of God could be revealed in him. And you do that through your work, yep. I mean, that you do. So that's why I believe, and I'm sure Anthony has his crosses that we can't see, mm -hmm. <laughs> but everyone has one, you yeah. know, and that's what I try to tell people when they say, you're so strong. Well, yeah. people have internal battles that you know nothing about. Yep. I was um I was given a quote from my my brother who is visually impaired who said you never know what anybody's feeling unless you are skin deep. That's a yeah. good one. You just you yeah. just don't. So 
let's take it back to you're 16. You've now missed three months worth of whether school or whatever. You know, maybe it was near summertime or whatever. But you're three months away from friends, school, your normal environment at 16. You're supposed to be getting your permit now and driving at this point in time, right? So your world turned. You're out of the hospital. What was Zena's first step into getting back into real world? Yeah, I didn't want to get back into the real world. I actually wanted to stay in the hospital. <laughs> you know, I was popular before the accident. I loved nice clothes and cool shoes, and I didn't know how everyone would receive me now being in a wheelchair and yeah. trying to learn how to walk. And eventually I got the courage to go back to school, though. And oh, good. the first day, everyone how long, was... How long ago after, the, after you got home did you go back to school? I would say it took a couple of months or so. Oh, that's not that much. <laughs> so you, she was out Maybe about five months? Maybe it could have been up to six months, yeah. I would say. Okay. But I was being homeschooled, yeah. so I wasn't behind. Sure. Right. Gotcha. Sure. Okay. But still, it's it's a different element because at your youth age, you're, you're, of course. You know, yeah, you're, you're impressionable, you're, you're young. You're, yep. But, I, I mean, you showed a lot of maturity in the time, or you probably grew a, a ton during the time that you were in the hospital. I mean, just reaching out to God and being that close now, that it gives you a lot of strength and a lot of wisdom. Thank you. As as you were going through high school, what were some of the challenges from high school to college, or you know, if you went that route, what were some of the challenges as you started facing it? So you started off wheelchair, which you're not in anymore at this point in time, or do you do you use it here and there ever? Or? I do use a wheelchair if I'm not feeling good or if I'm going to somewhere like an airport with super long distances. So it's not like I don't use one at all, but I try to use it minimally. So I want to talk about that. You just said sometimes when I don't feel well. So. We can sometimes in our situations make it look easy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But really it's not. Why, why, what, when you say I'm not feeling good, you know, you're talking this many years later, what is some of the stuff that still comes up in your life that, that hurts your day like that to make, to make you go through that? What's some of the challenges that you're facing? Are you, do you deal with constant pain from certain points? You know, just to explain to people what you still, you know, what you, what you reel from this episode still, you know, what, what happens from it? I do have chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, I'm able to manage it with nothing more than Tylenol. Cool. And I try to not take more than two Tylenol per day, like one That's in the good. morning and one at night, unless I'm having a really bad day. Mm-hmm. But see, when the car hit me, the impact, it hit my right side. So most of the pain, I get nerve pain throughout mm-hmm. my right side. And it's gone down throughout the years. I would say more of the pains now below my knee, but it is something that I deal with daily. daily. Just that, you know, the stabbing feeling, the oh, sharp yeah. feeling, oh, the, yeah. you know, where you just have to lay down because mm-hmm. sitting up can be tiring. Sure. What what keeps your push? What's what's got you driven every day? Just going uh, to work. Well, I'm saying God, God, God is God. God gives us the faith to look forward, right? But you still have to have <coughs> Zena herself have something that gives her that drive to do this every day what, what what is that what what makes you deliver every day my loved ones of course the people in my life that i know truly care about me and that make life enjoyable mm-hmm. you know despite of some of the challenges the wonderful experiences i've had through the book yep. see it's not it wasn't only awesome to write the book and have people who care, mm-hmm. you know, like you guys mm-hmm. and want to know my story, but 
I've been blessed with so many wonderful experiences and it's like, oh, wow, like today I get to be on Keeping Up with the Canadians <laughs> and yep. things like that. So that gives me a lot of hope, too, that people support me and care. We, we, we cared when we saw you because I think it was in the same time of when we did episode 50, right? And it was right around that time we had come to do an interview with a... Um, uh, uh, Similar, I'm sorry, a common person that we both know. Uh, we am, and we ended up doing it with her. And we got to meet you. When I got to hear what it was f- from you, see, it's one thing when you see somebody holding their crutches, right? But I don't fear to say, "Hey, what happened to you?" Because it's I like it when somebody says to me versus to look at me, right? So it, it was it was awesome to do that. We have you here today. That drives you, makes you like you said, feel loved, right? Did you ever go through depression? Was there ever a point where you felt you sank at a low point? And if you did, what was it that brought you back up if you went through that? Yes, I've had bouts of depression. I've, you know, picked up my Bible in the middle of the night just searching for the right answers. Sure. You know, I don't know how I'm going to make it through tomorrow because something Mm. happened and I knew that it was related to my injury, whether it was a failed friendship or mm-hmm. what have you. I definitely, depression has knocked on my door many times. <laughs> um, but the thing about me is I'm resilient. So I think that's my best quality. I don't stay in that place. I yep. think it's dangerous when you stay in that place. How do you get out? Just just for our viewers, and if anyone is going through depression that's watching this, how do you, how do you get out of that funk? It's prayer. Talking to God. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, the Our Fathers and the Hail Marys are beautiful and the Rosary and different, you know, praying to the saints. All of that is amazing. But one of my remedies is just talking to God like he's my best friend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course, God doesn't always speak to me verbally and the answers I want to get right away. But I always say no prayer is unheard. Every prayer gets answered eventually, maybe through someone else or Mm -hmm. you might hear the answer in your heart. Mm So that's always been my remedy. I mean, I have a section in there where I talk about make make God your best friend before the diagnosis, before sure. the quote-unquote quote earthquake, before something, yeah. before you lose the loved one or, mm-hmm. you know, before something catastrophic happens. Because imagine if there were an earthquake and you had no canned food, no First bottles of anything. water, no yeah. shelter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what it's like when you don't, you know, have that relationship with God when something happens. Yeah. yeah. I like that. That's a very, very great point to make out there. We had Tom to Amy, who was an, ev- as an evangelist, Chaldean in our Evangelical healer. Yeah, an evangelical mm-hmm. healer, too. He um, made a point and said, uh, he said, you know, because I was telling him, I usually go into church and, you know, pray for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's relating to what you're saying. You went to asking God to help you which is okay, and you're, you're going to get that answer at some point in time, but it's all right to sit in church and say, God, I need help with this because he needs to hear those questions so he can answer them, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like with depression <clears throat> and stuff like that, it's, it's okay to ask that because he's going to want to pull you out and give you that, that aid to, to help yourself because let's be real. It can, it can lead to a lot of worse things if you stay stuck in that dark stage like you're saying. And it's good with what you do. You're now providing the ability for someone else to say, shit, look what, the, look what this young lady has gone through. And I'm depressed over 
you know, what we may think is small to somebody is big, you know, in their own head problems. But we give them the opportunity to possibly answer, <clears throat> like, like by God's way, to somebody else's depression and say, you know what, I, I got to be better. One thing I did take on from all this experience was it's not fair for the people that leave us. Because if we stay depressed, if we stay sulking about everything, we're wasting our life for somebody else who could have kept theirs. And that, that's a big thing that, mm -hmm. I, that I took on to see. Ever a situation that you fall into opiates and stuff like that, or were you ever in need of the pain pills or anything like that, or do you, do you just disregard them and deal, like you said, with just Tylenol and stuff like that? No, I never needed um, anything more than Tylenol. There was one point where the pain was getting pretty bad, and I did ask my doctor that I was seeing at the Detroit Medical Center at the time, I sure. asked her if she could give me something a little bit stronger, because yeah. Tylenol just wasn't cutting it. <clears throat> she actually said no, because of mm. the opioid crisis and good, stuff, good. and she said, Zena, I know you really have this these injuries, but I can't. That's awesome. I mean, it's awesome that they don't, you know what I'm saying? Because we, we already are going through hell inside. It's bad. Yeah, you take that, that can take you into a deeper, you know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. that's that's good. And not to take away, but we also want to talk about the good things that Zena has done and Zena's profession from, you, like you were saying, teaching and other things that you do and written this book. Let's get into a little bit about that. After you've survived this accident, you're now coming out of it and you're getting into college and after college you know what was then now Zena's life in the aftermath moving forward with um, your profession and things that you do yeah I was able to make it through college which mm -hmm. was nice I got two degrees I went to Oakland University mm -hmm. and I got a bachelor's of in liberal arts with an English major and a history minor Wow. okay I always knew I wanted to write and but I used the degree to teach mm -hmm. for many years mm -hmm. um, in around 2012, I joined a writer's group online. It was a Yahoo group called mm -hmm. Fellowship of Christian Writers. Okay. And there were about 700 members on there, some oh. of the seasoned writers, sure. you know, the good ones. And I just sent out this mass email to everyone that said, look, you know, I'm writing this book about my faith in God and how I overcame this accident and learned mm -hmm. how to walk again. And right away, I was responded to by a famous editor named Terry Whalen. He's written, like, more than 60 books. He used to work for Billy Graham at Decision Magazine. Sure, yep. And through friendly emails and messages, I was encouraged to write. You know, I started a blog called, initially it was called Spinal Cord Injury Solutions. Now it's just under Zena Hermes. But mm -hmm. a lot of people would write to me with messages for themselves or their kids even on well, how did you walk again, or I had right. this accident, and things right. like that, and I would try my best to encourage them. And I went with a company called Morgan James Publishing. They're out of New York, and I had to submit something called a book proposal. Okay. It's basically like your marketing and how you sell your idea to the publisher. And they only accept 150 submissions out of 5,000 per year. So mine was accepted. That was really exciting. Beautiful. Nice, and nice. I got to meet them at um, Author 101 University in Las Vegas. I got to meet Terry also there. And then I got to see them again at Author 101 University in Los Angeles. Um, I've had some other amazing experiences. You know, I got to have a book signing at Barnes & Nobles, and I got to be in... In Michigan? Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, it was the one, it's the one in Northville, actually. I believe it's between 7 and 8 Mile. 
and I got to... Um, Who arranged that? I did. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah they, they sent me, my publishers had sent me some instructions, like, on how to arrange for a book signing. Uh-huh. I didn't have any, like, publicity. I'm my <coughs> own publicist. Oh, good. You know, so it's pretty you. neat that I was able to do that. Um, I actually got an email from a man named Clint Arthur one morning when I woke up. And he's like, hey, Zena, I love your book. Would you like to be, would you be interested in giving a TED-like talk at Harvard? Oh, like, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I click on his website, you know, clintarthur.tv, and he's got all these pictures with his stars, John Travolta, mm. you know, Donald Trump. Yeah. With Simon Cowell and everybody. I'm like, who's wow. this guy? You know, of course, I went with his group. I presented, you know, my story at an event called Business Expert Forum at mm-hmm. Harvard. I recently went with them to Carnegie Hall in New York. They had another event, and I got to meet people like Ice T and his wife Coco and mm-hmm. get pictures with them. Oh, Martha I saw Stewart. That. I saw the yeah, pictures. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, so this cool. is surreal. Like, yeah. And his wife is such a sweetheart, Allie. She's actually was the first VFX woman producer in Hollywood. Okay. She's worked alongside people like James Cameron, Oliver Stone. Yeah, big names. Big names. Keanu Reeves, my yeah. favorite actor. So <laughs> I, I, they've just become good friends. So That's it's so not cool. only awesome that I've been able to write a book and, again, that people like you guys actually care, but just <laughs> the, the nice people that I've met and the experiences. Yep that I've had through it, it really is um, a work of God. It, yeah. it tends to, hum- as much as we go through, it's surprising, but we still get humbled. In our cases, I'm saying we still get humbled by others, you know, you know, kindness. With, yeah, with others, others' kindness and uh, other things that, that they say and do. And <clears throat> sometimes I'm sure you get woed back like, wait, that's great. Like, like humanity, it's like you feel it. It's like, okay, when you feel it's lost and you look at it like hold on it's right here exactly. and it makes you feel good like to continue moving i wanted to um just just i wanted to read something and, and mm-hmm. it looks like april 29th 1995 um looks like in chapter three mm-hmm. you had is that something you had written about living yeah i wrote this uh passage yep can i can i is it okay if i Absolutely. read it okay it says uh living you live your lives the way you choose i sit here with not much left to lose you live your lives and enjoy your day. I don't know exactly what I did to deserve, deserve being this way. You'll have your fun and live your teenage lives in every way. While I sit here day by day, all I do is pray. And that was chapter 3, Life After the Accident, says Facing the Great Unknown. So the reason I just brought that, because I just was wondering, like at times even going through school and going through others, do you ask God why? Do you ever say, why did it happen to me? Why am I this way? And was there ever like anger, even when writing this book, that you may have had? Like, did you face that at any point? Not so much anger, probably sadness. You know, I wrote that in chapter three. I did have to make new friends. I mean, my close group of friends, they did come around, they did stay around for a little while. But when I got back to school and everyone welcomed me with friendly and warm banter, I even got some hugs. I knew the first day, like, I'd be able to make it through the school year. But my close group of friends, 
when they saw me in the hallway, they just kind of look over my head as if I weren't even there. Mm. Um, and I used That's to think sad. that it was the wheelchair. I really used to think, okay, they don't want to pick up my wheelchair. They don't want to skip, you know, skip school yeah. or go mm-hmm. out to lunch yep. or because it's just a pain in the neck. But as I've gotten older, I think it's always been my faith that has set me apart. Sure. So I write that poem. Obviously, I yeah. was depressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's okay. That that's 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 why I want to like. We want to let people know that, like, whether it was 16 when this happened or at your current age right now, doesn't matter. That gap doesn't really change. It, things can just strike at any time, right? Absolutely. But when you meet these humble people, they turn us around. They give us the ability to say, shit, it may be not as bad as I could be thinking today. And it feels good to have that, you know, because it gives you that next day to look forward to, you know, over and over. Do you help people? Do you give people, do you, you know, in, in your case, do, do you get calls and, and you work people through these moments because of your experience? I hope so. A lot of people give me positive feedback. I mean, one thing that I hear often is you're such an inspiration. And sure. I always tell people it's, I don't like the label inspiration too much because I feel like we can all be inspiring sure. in mm-hmm. our own way. Very true. And when you label someone an inspiration, it, it makes it like they're different from you or they're doing something that you can't do. Mm-hmm. Whereas we all have the ability to be inspiring. But that's one thing I get a lot. You're an inspiration. I am a listening ear, so to speak, um, with to friends be. and stuff like that. Yeah, we get to I'm be. sure you are. Well, so, sometimes we, we because of our limitations, we build a little boredom. But to be real, you know what I'm saying? With the yeah. boredom, you you can't occup- move around as much. No, and you can't do everything you were doing before. Like we can't do as much as we were before, but again having having that ear gives us the ability to be there and occupy some of the time that downtime with us yeah, for sure. i saw your post that you had put on um on facebook you're also uh you have the ability to tutor mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so let's talk a little about that because we are seeing a lot of the chaldean community reaching out the, these days for tutoring kids mm-hmm. so if you can let people know what it is that you tutor how you can help them get with the education and your flexibility of time like what what availability you have for the sure. people yeah i i've been a homeschool teacher i've been in english as a second language instructor <clears throat> i've been a grammar tutor i've taught math to kids i've taught so many subjects throughout the years i, sure. I started when i, I was te- um, in a composition class in college and my professor thought i did a good job so he asked me to tutor the classes and that's how i got into tutoring But um, I worked at a language center for seven and a half years in Mm -hmm. Southfield. I've worked with people from all different backgrounds and cultures, not only Chaldeans. I was teaching one-to-one at automotive corporations like GM, Ford, Nissan, places like that. And, you know, helping business people with everything from business reports to how to give a presentation. So I'd love to help anyone in our community. Yep. I mean, I'm I'm adding students more so on the weekends right mm-hmm. now. So if you just, you know, if anyone wants to go to my website, xenahermes.com, mm-hmm. I have a contact page. It just says, you know, contact me with questions or sure. requests. Just yep. Send me a message. Yep. Well, let's hype up the book a little bit. Yeah, let's, then, yeah. let's talk How about did this the book. Get, and yeah. and uh, what, what will people get out of the book if they pick it up and read it? But by the way, we get a signed copy from her, so <laughs> nobody does, just us. So. Of course. Inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, they will see my relationship with God and how it helped me through everything. Yeah. How it helped me deal with, you know, coping with this physical challenge on a sure. day-to-day basis. 
and how I was able to still become successful and walk. Hopefully they'll get even more out of it than that. Yeah, where, where, where they could put themselves, not in your shoes, obviously, but apply a relationship, or apply a, a, an experience to earn a relationship with God. That, that everyone is entitled to a relationship with God, right? And that's kind of what your book And you, they may about. already have one. They I mean, I believe everyone has a relationship with God on some level. Yeah, How could you sure. not? He's yeah, our creator. You, right? you know, yeah. so my book would hopefully enforce it or help you to know how you could get through your struggles. Yeah, and how to channel and, and yeah. how to talk to God. You know, to your, to your statement, my, and it could be just opinion based from what I see, a lot of, even within our community, actually has lost touch with God. You, you know? think so? We feel it at times. I, I do. Um, you know, I see it sometimes from the, um, the amount of, of the age group difference for church. You mm -hmm. know, who goes, who doesn't go, who's involved, who doesn't. And, you know, Christianity itself had, had, <clears throat> was under attack for a while. So then when you have that, you have then the other side that starts thinking twice about it, as, you mm -hmm. know, when this comes up. And the Internet can confuse you a lot, right? Yeah. So, so something like this could, you know, if you, you know, I believe, okay, God, but this could, like Anthony said, this is your strength to bring yeah. it in. Like what's the first word? Like you're talking about those people that have lost their way mm -hmm. or whatever you're talking about. But what's the first word that comes out of their mouth when tragedy strikes? Oh, God. Yeah, sure. God, please, yeah. God. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's God. funny when an yeah. atheist says that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's, yeah. it's kind of wild. How long does something like this take to create? Um, what you know, in your from what you experienced doing this, how long did you invest time into it, and when did it first go into publication? Yeah, like I mentioned, those journal entries, I was writing those in the hospital yep. at 16 years old. I just mm -hmm. plugged them in there. But for me, I've always been a writer. Like, sure. I would win story contests and spelling bees in the second <laughs> wow. grade. Of go. course, I've gotten better throughout the years. Yeah. It takes, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> I always recommend to people when they ask me, like, how do you write a book? How long does it take? Start now. Yeah. You know, the sooner you start, the better. Start with something like buy a diary and write in it for 15 minutes a day about mm -hmm. what I did today. Mm -hmm. Something as simple as that. Go back and reread it. Do I notice any mistakes? That will help strengthen your writing, you know, right off the bat. But it's one of those things like you can't go from point A to point Z without, as right. you know, without doing the work. If you want to get there, you have to do the work. You know, you have to practice. Yes. You have to, you know. Your involvement, hands-on. You've got to be a part of it any which way possible. And I want to ask you this, <clears throat> with writing this book and, and all that and inspirations, um, Mary Kay, mm -hmm. right? She was somebody that you looked up to at that time because of the way she soothed you, right? Mm -hmm. But you still have had a path from that point till now. Was there anybody else that you want to mention gave you inspiration, helped you from within our community, your siblings, parents? Who was some of the other inspiration that came along that, that you want to let them know that they, they, they get credit for because we come out the trenches when they go through these situations, right? Of course. So who are some of the people that of, helped you? Of course, my mom, my siblings, my dad, yep. God rest his soul. They 
I mean, without them, I wouldn't have had the support and the backup. There is one man I do want to mention, though, that you brought to mind, if mm -hmm. that's okay. Yeah. His name is Dennis. He was, I worked with him at Nino Salvaggio's before the accident. I was oh, a cashier and a stalker. Mm -hmm. He was of African-American descent, yeah. early early to mid-40s, I would say. At mm -hmm. the time, he was old to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know? yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> and he would come to the hospital and visit me. I oh. didn't know him very well, but he'd bring flowers nice and prayer booklets, and he'd talk to me about Jesus and having faith. He'd come every Sunday. God bless him. He was amazing. And my this left arm was stuck at a 90-degree angle mm -hmm. from the crash. Mm -hmm. There were two orthopedic therapists that were trying to straighten it for a couple of weeks, and they could not get it straight because the impact of the crash. I fell onto my left side, oh, wow. so I have scars here, and it was stuck. Mm -hmm. Well, one day, Dennis gets up and stands next to my bed. I didn't know what he was doing, but I, I knew he was nice. And he holds my arm with two hands and he looks up and starts praying to God in tongues while he's stretching my arm and my arm is getting warm and after some time he's stretching and stretching it's getting hotter and hotter all the while he's looking up and talking to God in tongues well after 15 minutes or so my arm became completely straight Wow. And I'm like, Dennis, yeah. whoa, yeah. my arm. Wake up, Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he's like, shh, shh. he didn't want me to startle the doctors and nurses right. walking outside on yeah. the floors. He didn't, want to, he didn't want to be stuck there all day <laughs> going around with <laughs> patient to patient. Healing everybody. <laughs> it was incredible. But if I think about it, if Dennis didn't heal my arm, how would I ever get up on parallel bars? Yeah. How would yeah. I push a wheelchair even? Yeah. How would I get up on crutches? Course, like yeah. he performed a healing work on my left arm. It's a miracle. Yep. So where's Dennis today? You know, I heard from a friend, a friend who used to work with me at Strawberry Hills, had contacted me on Instagram around mm -hmm. a year or so ago. Yeah. And he said he saw Dennis. Dennis apparently works at Home Depot. I'm not sure. I don't want to give the address because people might start going to him right, with all right. kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm not sure. I just want to see him and give him a hug. Yeah. 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 Me too. Yeah. That's He's got to be 70 years old then now, right? 70, 80. Or mid-60s 65, yeah. Yeah. If he was 40-something, yeah. 25 years yeah. ago. Yeah. That's crazy. That's still young. That's unbelievable. I mean, you know. The people that touch our lives in these situations are the ones, to me, that just will impact us and mean the most always in the back of our head. They're always going to sit there no matter what. They just... I go to Home Depot a lot. I'm going to be looking I'm at gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm, What do you mean? I'm just going to be yelling, Dennis. Dennis. I'm going to be yelling, Dennis. Yeah. And see if anybody answers. Dennis comes electrical. Yeah. Dennis electrical. <laughs> so with, with, with mentioning it, is there anything as we're, we're nearing the, the, um, the show's end, but is there anything that we didn't touch on that you would like to touch on? Anything that we may have missed or, or you want to present to the people we are going to include for the viewers to know your website you know to know where for tutoring and this stuff here you said this is on digital also through uh, uh it's on kindle, kindle and it's kindle. on many many uh, platforms awesome. on the web awesome so they can get all they have that. to look at search for xena hermes or, or yeah now, xena now hermes. i would recommend going to my website though because if yeah, you don't purchase there. it if you purchase it directly from me i can sign and personalize it so right. people cool. like to do That's that great. but yeah you can get it from christianbooks.com. You can get it from Books a Million. It's on awesome. a lot of different webs. Awesome. Well, and we'll include all that for you viewers to know so you'll be able to support her and get it. But again, like she said, get it through her. Let that nice signature come so at least you have even more value than just a, a paperback book sitting on your, uh, your, your counter. And uh, 
anything else that we can touch on we are going to include your stuff for your tutoring and all that too just so people thank know you. yeah we, we thank you we thank you for being brave we thank you for being an example we thank you for creating something like this for the people that have lost faith right and and, and give them the courage to be able to fight through every day so and it seems like an easy read right? yeah, mm -hmm. it's yeah. Nice, easy i just read. looked at a few pages just in you know with going through this interview and it's definitely something i would pick up and go through and, and relate to um how much is a copy on your website it's twenty dollars and 98 oh, well, cents. that's yeah. including shipping and handling nice nice that's a beautiful thing so anthony usually has a question let's see if she had oh, do, you, do you have anything you, have anything you want to add anything i just add? want to mention i'm writing my second book oh it's congratulations also, thank you it's also called not without god it, it'll be the second in my not without god series sure but the subtitle will be hope after the storm so it's also a narrative kind of like my first and tells my story but in this book i'm offering journal se journaling sections at the end of various chapters so readers nice. can write and reflect because mm -hmm. journaling is very powerful i call it a way of talking to god out loud journaling is is doctors writing in a journal right is that what mm -hmm. you're talking about okay cool It'll have and, and this is not without god a story of survival mm -hmm. and the next one is not without god hope after the storm hope after the storm so i Beautiful. ask questions like you know when was there a time when god was really there for you for example yep. or have you ever had a dependence upon god kind of place a minute to minute moment to moment kind of place cool. and then readers can write and reflect and even go back and reread what they wrote yep. and take note of any negative thought patterns because you can see those yep. in your writing Definitely, definitely. Well, we thank you for being on. Thank but you. before we go, we do have Anthony who... Ask it away, Junior. Okay. I get it. be my turn today. So <laughs> we ask our interviewees, what does it mean to you to be Chaldean? Oh, being Chaldean is very special. Number one, because of the history, everything from, you know, the city of Ur, where we originated, to mm -hmm. the fact that we were sitting on the side of the Tigris and Euphrates River and ancient mesopotamia that's one of the first places of civilization i'm sure you guys know that yep. Yep. and the history the writing even maybe it's no coincidence that i'm a writer <laughs> you know the cuneiform writing we're mm -hmm. inventors as you guys are we astrology geometry mm -hmm. being chaldean is amazing yes. you know we're hard workers not only because of the history but because <clears throat> of the love too yeah. and the yep. people yep yep and that's a big thing in the faith that's where Absolutely. it aligns with exactly what you got here. That's a big thing. Well, Zena, it was awesome having you. Yeah. We want to make sure you viewers know where to find her book. Information will be provided at the bottom of the YouTube uh, uh, video. Make sure you like and subscribe. That way you can keep up with everything that we've got going on in the community. And make sure you follow Zena. She is on Go social buy the media. Book. Yeah, buy the book. Buy, the, buy this one so you can finish it before the next one comes out. That way you can have a this part of the series like series you. one series two exactly and again we thank the generosity of god being part of making this episode yeah. happen because we're thanks for the sponsorship god yes yes thank, thank you, you for that and <laughs> thank you, god. Uh, you will be seeing your episode soon so we're signing off right now from anthony zina and myself thank you for keeping up with the chaldeans until next time and make sure you get this book